Thank you for joining us on our podcast for Faith Center Church. We hope today's message builds you up and brings you hope right where you're at. Hope you enjoyed the message. Well, let's get into this tonight. Are you ready for the word? I know that you are. I know I'm in that kind of a church. I want to ask you to turn with me, if you will, to James chapter 5. I feel like we have one more message unless the Holy Spirit just continues to show me some more. But we've been in a series, as you know, on the book of James. And I have one more message I want to share with you tonight. And I believe it will minister to you. James has five chapters in it. So we're kind of moving along to the conclusion of this letter. And basically, if I could just sum up the book of James in one statement, I believe it would be this. James is encouraging the church those that he is writing to, which is you and I, we are the church. I believe if I could sum it up in one statement, the book of James, it would be this, that James was admonishing the church, you and I, to live out our faith. If there was ever a time, church, that we needed to be living out our faith as the church, it is now. Now is not the time to just be settling for talking about faith or just singing about faith. Now is the time that you and I have been called, I believe, more than ever to live out our faith. And I believe in this series, we've been encouraged, we've been instructed on how to do just that. How can I live out my faith, Pastor Manny? Well, you can walk in the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God will help you live out your faith. You have to speak the right words. We covered that as James covered it in this book, the importance of speaking the right words. We talked about the power of God's word. We cannot live out our faith if we don't know what our faith consists of. If we don't know where we have put our faith in, if we don't know the object of our faith, if we don't know the word of God. That's why we uh, were admonished in this series, the importance of the word of God and getting into the word. And so tonight I just want to continue on and I believe the Lord will help me to do it. Tonight I want to talk about the power of perseverance. It's really hard to live out faith without perseverance. In fact, faith and perseverance are synonyms. You can't really talk about faith if you're not talking about perseverance. You can't really talk about perseverance if you don't talk about faith because that's what faith is. Faith is an unwavering trust in our God. And we've been called to live in that way. The power of perseverance. I want to begin reading in verse 7 of James chapter 5. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts. Another translation says right there, stand firm. For the coming of the Lord is at hand. Verse 9, I want you to see this with me. Do not grumble against one another. James is also a very practical book. It's one of the most practical books in all of the Bible. He just makes it plain. And if I can just stop right there, I believe I would be uh, correct and accurate in saying, doesn't it seem like there just seems to be more and more grumbling one against another in this time that we're living in? In fact, it seems like the times that we're living in, many people seem to argue for sport. 
I'm just, I'm not a negative doom and gloom preacher, but I believe in preaching the truth, just like my wife broke it down Sunday morning. What a word, Sunday morning. She was just bringing it, just speaking the truth of God's word. And I know we were all ministered to in a powerful way Sunday morning. What a word. But I believe, church, it's true. I believe that we live in a time of such, uh, we just live in a culture of dishonor and disrespect. What about getting back to the time and place where as a people we could respect one another again? And we could have a conversation with someone, even if we didn't agree, we could still be respectful in our disagreeing. I'm preaching tonight. So James is just breaking it down. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets. Now, he's getting ready to show us something here, and I want you to see it. He's taking us somewhere, if we'll just let the word, if we'll let him do it. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example. He's going to give us an example tonight of suffering and patience. Or I could say it like this, perseverance. Would you just say that with me? Perseverance. Thank you. Verse 11, indeed, we count them blessed who did what? Endured or persevered. Indeed, we count them blessed, James said. Those who endured, those that persevered. You have heard of the perseverance. Now, here's where we get, here's where we go deep sea diving. He breaks out one of the Old Testament characters to talk about more about this example of what he's talking about of perseverance. And he pulls out a name from the Old Testament, an Old Testament character named Job. Anybody ever heard of Job? I know we all have. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord. I need to stop right there because I think this right here changes everything. This one statement, as I read it, as I was just preparing for this message tonight, this went off in me, and I believe it'll go off in you tonight too. The end intended by the Lord. You got to know something that there is an expected end for your life and mine. James, or excuse me, Jeremiah 29 11 says this For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Many of us could quote it. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Or another translation says, or an expected end. You got to get that in your heart tonight, that there is an expected end on your behalf according to God's purpose and plan that he's already established for you. You may not know, I may not know to the full extent tonight of what that end is. That's all right. You just got to know that he knows, that he has an expected end for your life and mine. In fact, we're in a journey tonight, church. We're in a process tonight of going somewhere. He has an expected end. And can I just tell you what that expected end looks like? It is a place of blessing. It is a place of goodness. It is a place of mercy and compassion. It is a place of prosperity. That's the expected end, church. It's the place of maturity like mom talked about. Oh, aren't you thankful you're growing in your faith? That you're not staying where you are. You may not be where you want to be tonight, but thank God you're not where you used to be. We're growing up the church in this, in this house, I believe. We're being taught the word of God, and I believe that's what causes growth. 
But I wanted to just really establish that tonight. You got to know everything changes when you know that God has an intended end for you. That you're not just living this life vicariously trying to figure this thing out. So many people, I think, are living life just vicariously just trying to figure it out as you go. Well, that's really not when you really know the word of God and you understand the heart of God and the mind of God, you understand that's not who we are. We have an expected end. There's somewhere God's taken this church. Do you know that? There's somewhere he's taking you and I. There's somewhere he's taking us. He has an intended end. And that the Lord, just a minute, let me just affectionate and merciful. I'm going to stop right there for just a minute. Let me just define for you what is perseverance. Father, I thank you for your help tonight to minister your word to your people. I thank you, Lord, for your anointing, Father, to preach the word, to receive your word. And we give you praise, honor, and glory, Father, as we receive it. Father, it'll do what only your word can do by way of your Holy Spirit. It will convict, it will challenge, it will build up, and it will change Father, us from the inside out. And we give you praise, honor, and glory for that. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. I do appreciate your agreement tonight. And by the way, let me say to those watching online, I'm so glad you've joined us. Thank you for watching. I believe you'll be blessed as well. And we want you to know that. Perseverance can basically be defined as this. Steadfast. Persistent. Faithful. A very common definition that I found in Webster's is simply this. The ability to continue a course of action in spite of opposition. That's what it means to persevere. In fact, we learned in this series. In fact, I believe this whole series came from James 1.1. The very first verse in the book of James. As I just began to study and prepare and the Lord gave this to me. It's that first verse that said, James, when he's uh, opening up this book and this letter to the church, he says, James, a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the, to the 12 tribes of Israel scattered among the nations. He was writing to a scattered church. He was writing to a church that was experiencing difficult times. And church, I believe this, that one thing that we ought to be encouraged to do as Christians, even in difficult times. Yeah, how many would agree we live in some difficult times right now? But the good news is this, is that we can learn how to persevere and be steadfast and be faithful and be persistent according to what we know God's expected in for us. We can know that we can stay the course. I'm here to tell you, it's not enough. To step out in faith. That's just the beginning of your journey of faith and walking with the Lord. You've got to step out. But can I tell you what perseverance is? Perseverance takes it to a whole nother level. How many know God's called you to persevere? Come on, I'm talking to somebody tonight. Yes, we have to step out in faith. That's the beginning of our faith walk. When you come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and you step out into this new walk, the Bible calls it being born again. When you acknowledge Jesus Christ and what he's done for you and how you know that he, what he did for you on the cross and you say yes to him in a personal relationship, 
Understanding that He gave His life and shed His blood so that you and I could be made new. We could be forgiven of our sin. And what do you do? The Bible says that we're saved by what? Grace through faith. You cannot call yourself a Christian without faith. But now watch this. It's not just the faith to step out. Many of us have stepped out. Thank God. But tonight I'm talking about the power of perseverance. It's not just stepping out, but it's walking it out. And that's really my message for tonight. I really believe that James is closing this letter in the fifth chapter, the final chapter in this letter. He's closing it out by saying, hey, I'm thankful that you've stepped out. He's writing to those that have stepped out, the church. But he said, wait a minute, I want to tell you tonight It's not just enough to step out. I want you to understand the importance of walking it out. Perseverance is what I'm trying to say. It's walking it out. And I believe that there's something we can take home with us tonight that I believe we find that James was cluing us in on. And it was, I made reference to it, is it was when he used the example and the Bible character of the man by the name of Job. Can we talk about Job for just a little bit tonight? Because I believe Job is one of the greatest pictures in the Bible of what it looks like to persevere. Somebody feels like giving up, and I just need to encourage you, now is not the time to quit. Now is the time to persevere. Now is the time to keep on keeping on. Now is the time to be faithful. Now is the time to walk it out because there is an expected end that's already been purposed for you and I. And I believe what's important about what I believe James was getting at when he drew out Job, he's giving us some, I believe, some help here on how to walk it out. Pastor Manny, will you just help me? I'm with you. I know there's some things going on. I'll I'll agree with you. I've been in a difficult place in my Christian walk. There's been times where I have felt like giving up, if I can just be real tonight. But how can I persevere? Will you help me? Well, I believe one way we can be helped is by just simply looking at the life of Job. The Bible says of Job, come on, he was a righteous man. He was a godly man. And it also says of Job, he was a rich man. He was wealthy. In those days, your wealth was determined by your cattle, your livestock. He had it all. He had it all. Camels. He had sheep. He had oxen. He had it all. He was wealthy. He also had a family. You know what happened to Job. You know the trials that he went through recorded in the book of Job. Well, how did that all start? Well, the Bible tells us that Satan was going to and fro one day and he ends up going into the presence of God and God asked him, what are you doing? And Satan replied, well, I'm just going to and fro. There's a a verse in the New Testament that says, Satan is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now that tells me he don't devour everybody. (laughs) He is seeking whom he may devour. That tells me he does not devour everybody. He will not devour those of us, church, that will just simply stay the course. 
and not give up, not give in, and not quit. And I believe he shows us this. James is making this really clear as he wraps up this letter to the church. Scattered, going through difficult times. What does he tell them? Don't quit, just stay the course. He talks about the importance of perseverance. Now, what happened to Job? We know what happened to Job. Satan said, well, he only serves you. He's only righteous and does what's right because you blessed him so much. Just paraphrasing for the sake of time. Yeah, but I bet if you took all that away from him, he wouldn't serve you. What did God say? What did God do? He said, okay. He even, God even said, have you considered my servant Job? You have to understand something. The enemy has to even get permission when he wants to mess with one of God's children. Do you see that? He even had to get permission. What that tells me is, is that our adversary, he is on a leash. There are boundaries that he can only go so far in the life of the believer because God has his hand on the other end of that leash and he'll only let him go so far. And that's exactly what we learn from the book of Job. But we do see that there was some trials that Job went through. There are some things that the Father God allowed to happen. But what I love, you have to understand. Again, I take you back to my main point. That even all the while, there was an expected end is what James, I really need you to see that. When he was referring to the life of Job, there was still an expected end. See, God knew all. See, God knows the end from the beginning. And he knew everything that was going to happen to Job. And when he allows something like that to happen, when he allows for Job, if I can just get where I need to get, he experienced great loss. I think we can all relate to that in some way. Even in this Christian life, we, we experience loss sometimes. But I don't know that you and I maybe have really come to the place in our life like Job experienced loss. See, I believe there's times when we, ex we can experience loss on the job. We lose our job. That's a difficult thing to go through. That's happened to me before. We experience loss financially. Then we can experience loss relationally. Jo Job lost his family. He lost his children. They, they were killed in the story of Job. You, you're familiar with that. Then he faced loss physically. Have, has anybody ever had a boil in here tonight? I remember I had a boil when I was, I don't know, probably in my preteens. And it was right here. I'll never forget it. If you've ever had one, you won't forget having one. I just had one and it was right. I'll never forget. It was right here on the side of my leg and hip right in here. I'll never forget how big it got. It looked like a little mountain. And I'll even forget, never forget even more how much it hurt. And I'll never forget my mom just being a, my mom, <laughs> being mama, mama being mama. She was right there with me just patting that thing with a warm washcloth, trying to get that thing to bust so I could have some, I'm sorry, I don't mean to get gross, but it's what happened. I'm just speaking the truth. But the reason I mention that, Job didn't, didn't just have one boil. Bible said his body was covered so yes, you might and I, I know we experience loss, but Job experienced it all at one time. Family loss, financial loss, physical loss. But watch what I, what I love about Job. 
He shows us how to persevere. Never in that time, the Bible tells us and makes it very clear, did he, even though he lost it all except for his wife, and you know what? She was a real gem. When he went through it all, when he was going through it all, you know what the Bible says. At one point, she said, you ought to just curse God and die. Boy, she was a real encourager. But let me get back to my, my point here. He had lost everything, but he did not lose his faith. Not one time in the Bible will you catch Job. Oh, yes. Through all of the financial loss, through all of the uh, possessions that were gone, one day you got it, the next day you don't. That was Job. Family, one day his children, he had many children, and they would have parties all the time celebrating one another's birthdays. One day they're out celebrating, the next day they're all gone. All of his kids are gone. Can you imagine? Just trying to paint a picture for you tonight. But what I love about the story of Job, he really is a picture church for you and I of perseverance. Not once did he say, I'm out. I'm done. You know what he said? In fact, I'm going to give you three statements that Job made, and then I'll be done tonight, that I believe will help you and I when we are facing difficult times and we need to persevere and push through. I'm here to tell you tonight, church, I, I, just, I just have already made up my mind that we're going to push through this year of 2021. Come on, anybody need to push through some things already in the month of February? Well, I believe this is from the Spirit of God. There is something called the power of perseverance, and you've been called, church. You have it in you to push through. You've been called, church, to live it out, to walk it out. Why? Because you have an expected end. God knows where you are, and He knows where he's taking you, and it's an expected end. And just like in Job's life, it all came back around, and that's how we'll end tonight, because I believe that's a picture, church, of the New Testament believer, that if we'll just be persistent and persevere and not give up when we feel like giving up, we'll see that God will turn everything around for our good. But the first statement that Job made is this. You can just write it down if you want to. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. That's somebody that knows how to persevere. Though he slay me, though I'm in this position that I'm in because God has allowed it. That's basically what, what Job was saying. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. You'll find that in Job 13, 15, just for your reference if you want to write it down. What was Job saying in that church? I believe this. We cannot always choose our circumstances. But we can choose to worship our way through them. I want you to hear the words of a man who knew how to persevere. And that's why James brings it all, all the way into the New Testament when they needed to persevere, when the people of God were being challenged. Do you know when we face opposition, that's the time when we ought to rise up to the top and allow God to, to help us and persevere and press in and press on and live out this faith? Why? 
Because other people, church, need to see us live this thing out so that our lives can truly be a witness. That's why we're here tonight, church. We're here to be witnesses. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. See, Job knew this. Maybe he did not understand, come on, everything that was going on. But I think he did understand this. I know the one in in whom I have placed my trust. And that's why Job said, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Because church, you got to understand something. When, When it gets tough, when you experience loss, when things get difficult, come on, you got to know that you can trust God right in the middle of it. He's never let you and I down, and he's not about to start now. Let's keep going. Though he slay me yet, I will trust him. The second statement Job makes to encourage you and I to persevere was when he said this, I know that my Redeemer lives. That was Job that said that. Somebody made a song of that back then. It was a huge hit. But Job said that. You'll find that in Job 19.25 if you want to just write it down for your reference. I know that my Redeemer lives. What is so powerful about that statement? He was referring to Jesus before Jesus You don't find Jesus in the book of Job. But because Job knew God and there was a relationship that Job had with God, God, Job knew God in an intimate way. Therefore, watch this, even before Jesus came on this earth physically, Job had a revelation of it. And I'll read it to you. Job 19, for I know that my Redeemer lives in verse 25, and he shall stand at last on the earth. Watch this now. Wait a minute. Way back when, even before the cross, even before the crucifixion, Job saw it. He had a revelation. Why? Because he knew God. He knew God and he knew that he could trust God, that he knew God to be a Redeemer. And he shall stand at last on the earth and after my skin is destroyed. This I know. Listen to these words. That in my flesh I shall see God. This is Job talking. Whom I shall see for myself. And my eyes shall behold and not another. How my heart yearns within me. What was he saying there? He had a picture of God's plan of redemption. He had a picture of what the cross was going to accomplish for you and I. That we would be right in right standing. We would be put back right. That what was wrong would be made right. All because of God's plan of redemption. I know my Redeemer lives. I guess I've just come to tell you this tonight. As I come to the end, I got one more to give you. One more statement. See, we can overcome when we are overwhelmed. How do we do it? With perseverance. See, he had a revelation of Jesus and the cross. He had a revelation of God's plan 
for redemption. You got to know this, church. God has an expected end. You might be going through it tonight. Can I just encourage you? That's exactly what you're doing. You're going through it. Because God has an expected end in mind. He will bring you through. Do you believe that tonight? Do you believe he'll bring you through? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's just somebody who understands what it means to persevere. And then the last one, I love this one. He knows the way that I take. And then he went on to say, when he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. You got to see this tonight as we get, as we wrap it up. He knows the path that I take. He knows the way that I take. You got to know this church. He knows exactly where we are, what we're going through. He knows it all. He knows. Job just said it like this. Even though I don't understand it all, I know that he knows the path that I take. I know that he knows where I'm at and what I'm going through. Do you know that there's a place in Job where Job literally, after he experienced all of this loss that I explained to you tonight, tremendous loss. Colossal, I learned that word in college. Colossal loss. But after you read and you keep reading, even after he lost it all except his faith, you know what he did? He dropped to his knees and the Bible, your Bible says, he worshiped God. Why could he, how could he do that? Because he knew that God knew the path that he was on. He knew that God knew where he was at and what he was going through. And you know, I thought it was really revelational when he said, after he said those words, that third statement, you know the path that I take. He went on to say, and when I am tested, don't miss that, I will come through as pure gold. How was gold tested Back in the day, one of the ways it was tested was by fire. So I think Job was getting at something here. When we go through difficult times as believers, oh yes, and not, I notice I didn't say if. When we go through difficult times as believers, oh yes, you got to know something. That when you understand that God knows where you are, what you're going through, nothing happens without him first giving permission. If the enemy is trying to mess with you, you got to know he didn't do it before he got permission. Job knew that. And that's why he said, and when I'm tested, when I come through this, 
Notice what that tells me is Job had some revelation. He knew that maybe although the enemy was attacking him and coming against him, he knew that the enemy was not in charge. You got to know that, church. I'm not denying the fact that we have an adversary. Oh, yes. And he will throw everything at us. But the kitchen sink sometimes. But you got to know, even when you find yourself being attacked by the enemy, come on, you got to know something. He's not in charge of what's happening. God is. God's in charge, not the enemy. So what, I, what I'm trying to say in that is, you just got to know, if God allows for there to be some fire, Is it getting a little bit hot? Do you feel a little bit of heat? You just got to know something. God will never allow us to experience the heat without experiencing his hand. He's working. When it gets hot, when the heat is on, he's working. That's why Job was able to say, when I come through this test, I'm going to be pure as gold. What does that mean? When gold is tested in the fire, it's simply, that's how they would purify. That's how gold was purified. All of the impurities was taken out because of the heat. Do you see that when we're tested like that, that's, what, that's the expected end. There's just some things, even when it gets hot, that you, ought to get, you ought to get excited next time you feel some heat. Because there are some things that are sh just shedding right off of you. Things that God is just working out of your life. Why? Because of the expected end. So that you can be that person of faith and perseverance. So that you can be men, the man of God he's called you to be. Oh yes, there has to be some things worked out of us. We'll go through some tests. We'll have that heat applied. Ladies, you too. But it's only because of the perfecting that's going on. He's working. You'll never feel heat. I heard that so clearly. You never feel the heat without feeling and experiencing his hand right there. In fact, he's the one that's got his hand on the... The thermostat. Thank you. <laughs> and he will turn it up. Why? So he can work in your life and mine. Why? Because of that expected end. And all we have to do is understand. You know, the, there's a phrase that says, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. Well, I've come to preach tonight. When the heat is on, stay right there. Because God's making something. God's doing it. There's something going on, church, when he allows that to happen. And then, if I could just take you to the end of the story. In Job 42, the very last chapter, the very last verse. Listen to this. After this, Job 42, 16, this is how the story ends. After this, Job lived 140 years. And this is what happened. If you didn't know how the story ended. Now you do. 
after this, after all of the loss, after all of the testing, hello, I'm trying to tell you there is an expected end. You got to catch this, church. You have to understand that you have an after this. After this, after the test, after the loss, after the disappointment, after the hurt. Come on. You got to know there's an after this. Why? Because there's somebody who's in control of your life and it's God and he has an expected end. And here's what happened. After this, the Bible says Job lived 140 years and died full of years. And the Bible says he had everything restored back to him twice over. That sounds to me like he got everything back and then some. That sounds to me like he got double for his trouble. That sounds to me like God was involved in Job's life from the very beginning. That tells me that God had an expected end for Job's life. And it was an expected end after this of restoration. Of blessing twice over. And I believe, church, it's, if it works for Job, it works for us. If Job persevered and saw the goodness of God and saw everything restored back, come on. I believe that's the time that we're living in. And it's just up to us to understand. If I, I said it last time, if we just won't quit, we win. And I believe that's the, the way James closed the book. And that's what he was saying. And I believe that's what God is saying to us. The power of perseverance. Do you believe that tonight? I believe you do. Can we give God a hand clap of praise? Come on. Do you feel like persevering? Come on up in this thing. Yes. Let's stand together. I just want to pray over you. I want to speak this over you right now. That you have been given. Would you just lift your hand towards heaven? I'm just going to declare this over you. You have been given the power to persevere. Where some of us have doubted that. I'm just, if I can just be real, I'm just hanging on by the skin of my teeth tonight, Pastor Manny. Well, I'm so glad you came to church. God had a word for you. And he does every time we come. You have been given the power. To persevere. To live it out. And you're going to watch as you walk it out. God is working it out. He is working all things together for your good. You hear me online, watching online tonight. If you'll just walk it out. See, many times we get it reversed. We think we got to try to work it out. It's not what, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says we just walk it out. We're to live it out. Live out your faith. We live out, church, what we believe. And that's all we're required to do. I speak it over you tonight. Who'll receive that? Just walk it out. And God will work it out. Why? Because he's the one that said he had an expected end. That he does not start anything he has not already finished. And he who has begun a good work, it's already been started. You're here tonight. That's proof that something has been started 
in your life. Now, will you just walk it out? Will you just be faithful to live it out? I didn't ask you if you have to have all. You're not going to have all the answers. You don't need all the answers. All you need is just the faith to walk it out. That's called perseverance. I don't need to understand everything. I just need to know the one who does. He'll work it out. I'm just going to walk it out and watch him work it out. I speak that over you tonight in Jesus' name. Because you will get to your expected end. Do you receive that? Can we give the Lord one more hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, church family. You're dismissed. If you need prayer tonight, I invite you to come forward. Be happy to pray with you. Guys, don't forget to sign up for the Super Bowl party if you plan on coming. We just want to make sure we have enough food for everybody. Look forward to seeing you Sunday morning. You are dismissed.